This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Well, today on the show, we're going to have Danny West coming in from hogsports.com, our Razorback recruiting man. He's going to break down this game a little bit from a recruiting aspect, how the rosters shake up and such. Uh, we're also going to be joined by Billy Embody, the publisher at Go247. That's G-E-A-U-X 247, the 24-7 sports site dedicated to LSU coverage. Yeah, this is your Arkansas versus LSU primer. Let's get it. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Join 80,000 Razorback fans in doing so. We put all of our free coverage on there, and you're also notified anytime we upload these videos. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to that channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. And available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star review if you haven't done so already. Let other people know what to expect from the show. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you think I'd find your favorite podcast. Hogsports is just $1 right now for your first month. Sign up for our breaking news text alerts. Uh, if you were on our breaking news text alerts, you would have known the moment that Arkansas uh, players signed. We're not going to get too much into basketball coverage today, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Curtis Wilkerson released his first episode of Season 2 of Hog Hoops Live yesterday. So be sure to search for that. You can search on YouTube just under Hog Hoops Live or Curtis Wilkerson. They'll probably bring it up. Uh, but it is a sister channel to uh, Hog Sports Live. It's on the same uh, Facebook page, so you don't have to worry about that. And it's on the same uh, streaming, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. But if you want to watch it on YouTube, you need to search for Hog Hoops Live, and be sure to subscribe to that page um, when you do so. Okay, as I mentioned, we're also going to be joined by Billy Embody here in about uh, 20 minutes, 18, 20 minutes or so, and, uh, of course, Danny West as well. All right, so just a few things on this game. It is at 6.30 p.m. LSU is like 77% at home in night games, by the way, since 1960 according to Wikipedia, which is a lot better than their day game performance. I mean, it's it's real. So LSU's 4-5 and five this year. Obviously, they've had a lot of issues with injuries and opt-outs and self-redshirting and those kinds of things uh, that would happen, you would expect to happen in, in this kind of situation with Ed Orgeron being on his way out. They're 4-5, and 2-4 and four in SEC play, very bipolar. I mean, this team is – I've had such a hard time getting a grasp. We've gone back and forth on prediction. Right now, I'm on Arkansas, uh, like 28-27. I don't know if that's a final prediction, but that's that's kind of where I am right now just because I know how difficult it is to play in Death Valley. I've been to that venue twice at night. Um, it is, it's rowdy, and uh, they certainly play a, another level. Now, I did watch Arkansas also whip them up pretty good in 2015 there, so that was that was a really good Arkansas team, though. But 4-5, uh, and 2-4 and four in SEC play. They got a lot of players that are, that are missing, including like a lot of like five-star, highly regarded guys that are like – all SEC type of guys. So it's interesting. It's it's a hard team to get a, a hold of. Arkansas, of course, number 25 in the college football playoff poll, 6-3, and 2-3 and three in SEC uh, play. If they had converted that two-point conversion, this is a team that everybody would be talking about right now, probably well inside the top 15 nationally on, on any poll you would look at. So SEC Network, Tiger Stadium is 102,321 capacity. 
you can go you can go to hogswars.com there's a how to watch article that's got everything broken down uh, how to stream how to watch it and of course uh, radio uh, every radio station in the state that's covering it calling for 49 degrees at kickoff and the chance of rain is never i'm going to get into with billy and body about that just because I've said before how much I love the intro that LSU does with, you know, it's Halloween night and cannon blast, um, you know, talking about the stadium being haunted and everything. The guy's voice just really sells it. But uh, they say the chance of rain is never. I want to know if it rains there <laughs> at night. What, what's, what's behind that exactly? Again, we're not going to get too much into basketball, but Arkansas did win 74-61. The craziest stat out of this is that J.D. Note played what? What did he play? Or not J.D. Note, excuse me, he played 39. I mean, 30, 30 points in 39 minutes is fantastic, but it's it's really uh, Devo. Devo played 34 minutes and didn't shoot a shot, didn't take a shot, which is uh, – I don't even know how that happens. But he, he played lockdown defense, so and he, I guess J.D. Note took plenty of the shots. Arkansas is 25th right now. In the, but, again, if you, want to, if you want all the basketball stuff, and that's including you know, yesterday's start to the early signing period, Arkansas had Barry Dunning, Joseph Pinion, Jordan Walsh all signed, two four-stars and a five-star. Uh, Darian Ford looks like Sunday. And then I guess we're kind of waiting and seeing on Nick Smith, uh, who's probably had other things on his mind, probably didn't completely plan all that with uh, you know worrying about whether or not he's going to play high school football – or excuse me, high school basketball this year. So – but tune into Hog Hoops Live for all of that stuff. Curtis is it's like an hour show and breaking down everything from the start of the season season to the the Gardner Webb game coming up at two o'clock on Saturday. So it's a it's a full Razorback day on Saturday. This is the first time I believe I don't know this for sure, but this is what people were saying. I believe it's since 1998 that Arkansas football and basketball have been ranked at the same time. So good time to be a Hog fan. And we know what the other sports are doing. The other sports are all ranked too. So. Kudos to Hunter Yurichek and all the coaches and all the other sports. But Arkansas 25th right now in the college football playoff ball. We kind of shift from AP. We go. We always reference AP poll until it gets to the college football playoff week nine-ish, and then we, we start referencing that. So Saturday, November 13th, SEC Network Plus. So I put out a video on how to watch SEC Network Plus for you boomers and Gen Xers and not you millennials. I'm not talking about you guys. I know you guys got it figured out, all the gadgetry. Just talking to, but it's the same way as you accessed it last time to watch the Gardner Webb game. I wanted to talk about this real quick too, because Bo Davis at Texas, defensive line coach, was caught on video by one of his players. I don't know what the heck that was, but um, just reaming him, right? And I just want to say, like, I've watched the video a few times. And first of all, you know, I'll say, like, he could have gotten his point across without calling them all MFers, right? He could, have, he could have gotten the same point across. But the message still is accurate and the same. And this isn't like – this is not junior high football, okay? It's, it's not even high school football. This is serious business that, you know, people's livelihood, millions of dollars are at stake. People care deeply about what's going on, okay? And there's a line you can cross. But calling out people for laughing and giggling in the back of the bus is not that line. That is, that is not that especially after you just got your ass beat. I totally understand that. I totally understand his rage, anger, upset, all of that, telling people, you know, look at the transfer portal. I get it. This is not this is not little kitty football. This is serious business on a major college football level. And I want to ask you too, what do you think Nick Saban would have said 
if he'd heard players in the back of his bus after getting their butt kicked, giggling. We would never know because I can promise you none of those players would have dared record him and then posted it. No, I mean, I don't have a problem. I mean, again, I don't know that he should have called all the players MFers. I get it in the heat of the moment and stuff. It probably, you know, doesn't mean that actually, but I mean, the message rings true. This is not this is not kitty ball here. This is serious. And people who say that it's just a game, I mean, I remember like when I was a kid, I've said this before, like my mom would get upset with me or she'd be like, Trey, calm down. It's just a game. No, this is not a game. This is not a game. Anybody who really cares about football and understands knows it's just not a game. You live and you die on every play, every game. Keys to victory and five burning questions. I love Curtis Wilkerson's article. Again, we had Curtis on Monday, so we're not having him on today. Uh, but who has get more gas left in the tank? I think that's a great question. I think Arkansas is is well rested. I mean, when you look at when you look at the injury situation, we'll get into that with Billy Embody a little bit. But when you look at all that, I mean, Arkansas seems to have more gas in the tank, better situation going on at quarterback right now, healthier. Are the Razorbacks, Razorbacks ready for a rowdy road environment? They have not won a rowdy road environment. And this is the rowdiest. And I don't know what, what – I would imagine it'll be, it's going to be packed out regardless of what the record is and the coaching situation and stuff. But, I mean, Georgia was an 11 o'clock game and it was rowdy. Ole Miss wasn't as rowdy. It was an 11 o'clock game. They didn't fill it up. But it was still, you know, it's still an SEC road game. You know, I, I think maybe the closest thing you can get to is Arlington maybe. And that was a split crowd. So that's – I don't know. As far as a game that Arkansas won, you know. How will K.J. Jefferson return to Baton Rouge? He got his first start as a freshman there, thrown into the fire. Will the Hawks take advantage of the LSU quarterback limbo? I mean, Max Johnson's his stats aren't awful. Can the Hogs win both sides of the run game? Anxious to see how Dominic Johnson does against LSU. Keys to victory always, and, and Curtis goes into a lot of depth on all this. It's a VIP article. Again, you need a VIP subscription to read it. Can the Hogs win both sides of the run game? That was the last one. So, keys to victory always. Penalties, turnovers, special teams, injuries, a key one here. Sacks and pressures is the bonus one. So, we always have kind of the same four. Those always play the same. But sacks and pressures, they're going to be a big one in this one. Can Arkansas get to the quarterback? Can they defend K.J. Jefferson? They block for him, I should say. As far as Razorback injury news, not too much. I mean, like Dalton Wagner still had, you know, his hand all wrapped up and everything. Arkansas went um, really light on Monday. They were just in spiders. And then on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday they went full – or they went shells on Tuesday. Or did they go full gear? I can't even remember. But Wednesday they went shells half of practice and then spiders the second half of practice. So in this time of year, the practices are cut shorter. You spend a little more time in the film room than you do on the practice field. You still spend a lot of time on the practice field. I'm not saying you just like – Ignore that. But just from, like, injury standpoint, you know, those kinds of things, keeping guys healthy, um, you know, you've been out there grinding the whole time. It, it, it makes a little bit more sense to spend your time watching video and preparing versus, you know, being on the field. Not that you, like, cut dramatically, but you, you back it off a little bit. That's, that's what you do every year. So the injury situation right now, 
Uh, Jalen St. John has a wrist deal. He didn't play in the UAPB game. They wanted to play him in that, but he had a fever. But he's had a wrist injury, and I believe they got that looked at yesterday. I haven't heard any update on that yet. Uh, yesterday or the day before, I believe they got that looked at uh, to find out what exactly is going on there. Zach Zymus did tear his ACL in the UAPB game. I'd heard that before, but just kind of waited to report it. You know, just bait. I wanted to get it. You know, when it's an injury situation like that, you just kind of get an official word. But, you know, we had kind of been saying that it's, it's a long-term injury. Uh, but he is supposed to have surgery on that on the 15th. And then Chase Lowry, uh, we saw him go down in practice a couple weeks ago. And he had to be helped off, but it doesn't look like it's long-term serious. He hasn't played any this year, but he's a backup cornerback who's a freshman, reserve cornerback, I should say. So, St. John's got a, a lot of potential. You know, St. John, Takias Crawford, those are guys that, you know, have a lot of upside on that offensive line. Um, Marcus Henderson also, who, who, again, needs to add a little bit of weight. You can read all about the injury situation, the latest stuff on that. Um, also, personnel stuff like with Trey Knox, for example. Trey Knox is up to 225 pounds. He gained about five pounds. I think he said he was like 218 at the start of the season, so maybe like seven pounds. It's really hard to gain weight, especially like if you're playing a skill spot during the season. Like offense, defense, linemen, those guys probably can can do it a little easier just because they they don't move, I guess, quite as much as these wide receivers are always running. Tight ends, of course, with, with Trey Knox, he's always running. But, you know, since he moved to tight end, well, he had like five catches in that Ole Miss game. Um, he got banged up in that, came back from Mississippi State, had a couple, four catches, maybe had two catches on that last touchdown drive. But, like, from the start of his freshman year, those first like four or five games or so, he had like 21 catches for 299 yards and a couple touchdowns. And then since then, I mean, just like – I think he's got like 14 catches up until the move to tight end, which is is wild to me. To start off that strong and then just kind of – he just kind of disappeared in a lot of ways. But he's up to 225. They want to get him to around – 240 at least, I think, is the kind of the bottom, and ideally 250 is what Sam Pittman wants him to get at. And they think he has a chance to play at the next level, you know, kind of that hybrid type of tight end. So, according to Wikipedia, I couldn't find this anywhere. I probably could have found it if I dug a little deeper, but I just thought about it before the show. But according to Wikipedia, LSU, don't knock Wikipedia. It's got some good info. It's just that anybody can alter it. I don't know why anybody would alter this. LSU's 201-59-3. That's 77.3% since 1960 at night games in Tiger Stadium. I find this hard to believe as far as accuracy. It says they're 21-22-3 in day games over that span. They've only played 46 day games. That's 48%, I guess, according to this, with the ties, however they figured that. So – no, 48% because they got a losing record. Okay, so they're 21, 22, and 3 during that span. Since 1960, they've only played 46 games during the day in Tiger Stadium. That doesn't sound right. They've certainly been granted a lot of night games, I guess. So that just shows you, I mean, it's different at night there. It's intimidating. I think it's going to be big for K.J. Jefferson that he did, in fact, play there before. You know, even though, you know, the situation he was just kind of thrown into the fire, it was that 2019 LSU team, which was just different. That was a different kind of team. But having experienced that, you know, they always like 
I remember like Brandon Allen, you know, he always, when he was a freshman, he'd always travel, you know, even though he had no chance of playing really, but he'd always travel to the games and that's just kind of get him acclimated to getting on the road and stuff. And they do that with quarterbacks. Um, so KJ has like what, 12 or 13 starts under his belt now. Kind of a veteran quarterback. I like Arkansas's quarterback situation better than I like LSU's. That's a big factor and one reason I'm leaning. Like, for, for me, it's like when I look at LSU, okay, yeah, they've out-recruited Arkansas year after year after year. Okay, there's more talent in Louisiana. They have more direct access. They're right next to Houston. But they're lo- they have lost so many players. I mean, it is bordering on insane how many players that are out. And it's like five stars. Like, there's like five guys who are five stars who – aren't with the team, either suspension or injury or, you know, whatever else they've got going on there. Um, So maybe that's more – even then, you know, LSU still has more talent on paper than Arkansas. Now, Arkansas is going to have more experienced talent, obviously, with, you know, having the seniors come back and all that stuff. So that's an edge in Arkansas's favor. The quarterback situation, you know, Max Johnson or Doug Nussmeyer, you know, I give that to Arkansas, that advantage. Um, The night game, being the home team in Death Valley – it's definitely an, an edge for LSU, and that's worth points. I don't care what LSU has going on. That's worth points. Okay. I want to get to my man Billy Embody. I've known Billy Embody for a while. He was one of the, the first guys to welcome me over to 24-7 Sports when we made the move over from Rivals um, three and a half years ago, I guess. It's been a while now. But uh, he does a great job at that site. If you're, yeah, he's, he's going to Cabo, so it does this automatically on his phone. <laughs> Billy. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. I was just telling everybody how to follow you guys over at Go247, G-E-A-U-X-247. You're the publisher over there. Do a great job, you and your team. Uh, you can follow Billy at Billy Embody, E-M-B-O-D-Y. Um, I always thought, Billy, if you ever wanted to be a professional wrestler, you got a great name for it. You'd be Billy the Body Embody. Um <laughs> Or if you want to take like the the nerd scientist wrestler route, you'd be like the embodiment of Billy Embody or something like that. So you got you could do a lot of a lot of stuff with that name. But it's good to have a name like Embody or Biddy because people always remember it. Hey, that's exactly right. And look, I mean, you know, the body. It, it, I'm working on it. It's a day by day process. You know, you know that. <laughs> so Billy, this is a this is an interesting matchup. I mean, I guess it, for you, every game is interesting with LSU just because. They're so bipolar. You never know what you're going to get week to week. And then, you know, you've got, you know, they they lose to, you know, UCLA or, um, you know, drop that game to, to Auburn the way they did, lose to Ole Miss, Kentucky. And then they do what they did to Alabama and almost beat Alabama, lost by six to Alabama and Tuscaloosa last weekend. How do you, how do you explain this team? <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you're exactly right uh, with what you said at first. You never know what you're going to get. And uh, I'll leave out the Forrest Gump reference with that one. But, you know, Alabama just had no answer for LSU's defense last week. Um, that was the thing that when I look at this team coming into this game against Arkansas, that's the defense everyone thought that maybe LSU would have put together this year with Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks, a corner, uh, Ollie Gay, defensive end. But all those guys are out, and, and many more uh, mm-hmm. are, are out uh, injured, of course. But they just played with with no regard for what was going on with the program, with no regard for how high Alabama was ranked. They blitzed their tails off. They, they went after Bryce Young and made it difficult on him all night. And, you know, that was the thing that, you know, I thought I was going to see from LSU's defense going into the year. And, it's just been an inconsistent year on both sides of the ball uh, and, and in coaching and in play calling and everything. Uh, there's been moments where you're like, okay, that's the team that you know you kind of thought LSU was capable of being, whether it be beating Florida, uh, going on the road, beating Mississippi State, uh, playing Alabama tough. That was kind of the team you thought they might be able to be. And then there's all the other times that you mentioned where they've just not looked up to snuff at all, which is why a coaching change is happening. So, it's, it's been a week-by-week week thing. You know, you try to build storylines as the season goes along and say, oh, well, you know, the the, ru- the running game is a you know key part of LSU, and that's who they are this year. Well, the run game has only now just come about and come around, and Max Johnson has really struggled. They've, they're going to a two-quarterback system, it seems like. It, it's just been all over the place. There's mm-hmm. been no rhyme or reason for how well they've played or how poorly they've played in a way. Has Doug 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 Nussmeyer played at all, or he's played a little bit, I guess, because he's got four yeah, games, it, right, and he can still hold on to his red shirt. Exactly, he has. He's played in three games. Mm. Um, he's got uh, Arkansas is going to be his fourth game, so he'll uh, see some time from what we were told, and he's going to come in and you know I think just kind of go for it. You know that was the thing that whenever he went entered the game against Ole Miss and uh, earlier in the season, he just pushes the ball down the field, takes shots. Mm-hmm. They need to do more of that. They they have some young receivers now without Keyshawn Butte, uh, who's out for the year, but they they have some talent at that receiver position, and they just haven't taken shots. They haven't gotten you know good enough protection. Max Johnson's held the ball too long. Um, Garrett Dustmeyer, I think, is just going to come in and just you know uh, shake things up. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, you know something's going to happen out there. It's either going to be very good or bad. <laughs> now. Billy, these are these guys that are out for for LSU aren't just like backups. I mean, there are obviously some of that, but like I mean, there's like f- including like John Emery. That's like five guys who are five star recruits coming out. I mean, how how do you overcome that? And just like how is how is the locker room vibe when when you know you're you're losing that many players? And I don't know, is it all injuries or is it some like self red shirting or or any stuff like that? Yeah, it's been a lot of injuries that have required surgery, and they've opted to go ahead and get those done. Uh, Bute, Ali Gay, uh, Stingley, Eli Ricks, um, John Emery with academics. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've had some other guys. They just lost uh, their starting right guard, Chase on Hines, Chase for the rest Hines, of the yeah. year. So that was a big one, although Martinez, the, the uh, second-year players, really played well in spurts when he's been in there. So, um, yeah, these are these are key pieces, uh, and the safety position's been banged up, but Jay Ward's been a, a, a really consistent guy back there for them. Uh, they've kind of had a rotating group next to him. Cam Lewis played really well against Alabama. It, it, it really is just kind of all over the place with these injuries, and, but most of them are the season-ending surgery type. And Anthony Bradford, has he played? 
Because he's out too, another uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, that's a good one to bring up. He's uh, uh, termed as unavailable. So mm. I don't think he's hurt. Uh, I think he's just away from the team. They're not playing. I don't. This is this is the type of stuff that, uh, like you kind of said, it's been all over the place mm-hmm. with LSU this year. His departure from you know playing a good bit to not playing at all and kind of sounds like he's away from the team is just kind of what we've uh, learned to deal with down in Baton Rouge the mm-hmm. last year and a half. Billy Embody joining us. You can follow Billy at Billy Embody E M B O D Y on Twitter. He's the publisher of Go Two Four Seven G E A U X Two Four Seven. Billy, I wanted to ask you this uh, about the chance of rain is never. I, and I've said before, I've told you how much I love that video intro. I mean, I, I just think it's fantastic. The guy's voice just sells the whole thing. But um, where did that come from? The chance of rain is never. I mean, I, I've been to a couple of night games there, and it didn't rain. But it's like it's got to rain sometime. I mean, they can't just know that it's not ever going to rain. Where'd that come from? You know, the 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 thing about it is, is uh, I don't I don't really know exactly when it came up. I think it's just one of those things where you know, kind of got forged into the history that it never rains in Death Valley. But you have been um, to a night game where it has rained, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just oh, making yeah. there's, sure there's, there's not some weird weather phenomenon or something uh, over Tiger oh, no. Stadium. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it rains, and it usually rains um, when it's uh, a, a useless no, – I say useless. Mm. Let's just say a useless non-conference game at 7 o'clock, and you end up getting out of there at 1 a.m. Mm. <laughs> That's gotcha. when it's really rained and come down. Uh, rain delays, you know, they got purple rain bumping in there when it's – <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, I like that. Yeah, they kind of toy with people a little bit. Yeah, purple rain, that's good. So uh, what do you think of the job that Ed Orgeron has done right now? I mean, obviously it's a it's an incredibly difficult situation. Is it is it the right choice to keep him as, as interim, or would they have been better off? of? I mean, I guess he's not the interim. He's just the, the lame duck coach, I guess. I don't know how you want to phrase it. But um, would it have been better to go a different direction on there? I mean, that, and, and how many coaches have been out of there since – this all got going. Yeah, so all the coaches are still in place. You know, everybody's coaching coaching out. They haven't made a coordinator change like we've seen some of other schools uh, make and things like that. Um, but for, you know, Ed, he's – I think he's handled it as well as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been brutally honest to fault at times, uh, even more so than he, than he is. Um, but he's really just – trying to have fun with it these last few games. I mean, he's got 17 million reasons why he should have fun these last few weeks with it. Um, and I think he's done a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this team, yeah, there's a lot of the narrative that I think they quit playing for him in a way. Um, and, you know, just for whatever reason, it hasn't worked. His, his you know, uh, messaging and, and, you know, getting the team to buy in hasn't worked. You know, part of that's who he hires, you know, at coordinator positions, things like that. But, um, I think he's done a really good job as of late. You know, the Alabama game is is a prime example of that. I mean, they changed everything they did on defense for that game, and it really showed a, a huge amount of improvement. And, mm-hmm. of course, people are now wondering where that was all year. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You know, it's it's such an interesting job. I, I, I think out of all the jobs that are open and all the jobs that could be open, including like Florida, you know, there's some talk about that. Um, I don't think there's a better job in college football in terms of the potential just because you're – the school in LSU, you know, in, in, in Louisiana, there's not another school in that state. Really, Alabama's the only team that's, like, shown that they can come in and take somebody that you want. Um, and that doesn't happen very often either. Right next to Houston, I mean, to me, like, from a recruiting standpoint, facilities, all that stuff, this job is 
incredibly hard to beat if they could get the right guy in there, which I know Arkansas fans are hoping they they mess this up some kind of way. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that, and and they've done some good things, you know, facility wise. They've got a really good athletic director that I think I don't know who exactly they're going to hire for this job, but mm-hmm. uh, I do think it's probably going to be a big game coach. You know, that's just Scott Woodward's mo, and you know, another big part of that is is just the the school really recruits itself. You know, I mean, even in Ed Ogeron's kind of down recruiting classes, they ended up being like top five, top six. Mm-hmm. Um, he had one class that was number fifteen, I think, but um, you know, overall, they've just they just got all the tools there to make it a, a program that should should be contending for national championships year in year out. All right, Billy, we'll get you out with this. How do you see this one playing out? And uh, do you care to give a score prediction? I'm going to go thirty-one twenty-seven LSU. Um, I I just think that the shakeup at quarterback is going to cause one of those guys to to step up enough to make plays for them to move the ball because they've been running the ball well. They just need somebody who's not afraid to throw it. You know, Max kind of second guesses himself, and we'll see if maybe he's shaken up by by this in a good way. And then defensively, they have a chance to build off of what they've been doing, and they've they we've kind of seen it turn a little bit. You know, they even played I would say fairly well against Ole Miss. Um, they had just moments of complete lapses that really killed them in that game defensively. But, you know, LSU just defensively right now looks like a team on the rise. I think they're able to continue that. I think it's going to be a really physical football game. And I I just, for some reason, I think LSU is going to come out on top. All right. Billy Embody does a great job over there at Go 24-7. Billy, if we get together, let's have uh, in Nashville again. If that ever happens again, then uh, let's get together and have dinner again. Absolutely. Tell me the time and place. All right. Will do. All right. Appreciate you, Billy. Thanks a lot, Trey. Uh All right, everybody, Billy M. Body, again, publisher at Go247 and does a fantastic job over there. Also runs the SMU site, so we've we've had a lot of connection with him over the years, uh, obviously with Chad Morris higher over at Arkansas. All right, we're going to flip over to Danny West now. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West247. He is our Razorback recruiting analyst, but he's so much more than that. Always provides great insight on Razorback sports um, in every capacity. Danny, how you doing, man? What's up, man? What's going on? Oh, just talking to Billy. The, Billy, the body in body is his, is his professional guy. wrestling name. Do you would you have a professional wrestling name, Danny? If you ever went that route? No, I don't think so. No, just Danny, uh, just, just Danny uh, West with a with a just, two by four hacksaw Jim Duggan style. That's how. Yeah, I, just with an American flag. American yeah. flag. That's I how. I go by Dan. Dan. <laughs> for that. Just Dan West. <laughs> big Dan West. Big, big Dan West. That's it. That's the that's the wrestler name right there. It's not bad. All right, Danny. So um, you had a, a really interesting article, I thought, on um, you know comparing these two programs from a recruiting standpoint, just the the battles that they've been at, you know, and all that stuff. And I think what's really interesting when you look at the top five highest rated players for Arkansas versus the top five highest rated players for LSU. I look at LSU and I'm like, all right, Derek Stingley, five star, he's out. John Emery. Five star, he's out. Eli Ricks, he's out. Five star. Mason Smith, five star, he was out. I guess last week, Kayshawn yep. Boot, five star, he was out. He's out for the season. So I mean, like, <laughs> you might have to redo this to show like five available. <laughs> Who's gonna play? Yeah, yeah available guys. Like but uh, what, to see if they're gonna play. Exactly. But. What did this tell you doing this breakdown? Uh, nothing new, really. That mm-hmm. that LSU is is uh, loaded when healthy. 
and uh, you know Arkansas kind of evens the playing field when a lot of those guys that you mentioned there are out. Mm-hmm. But uh, no real surprises there. I, you know, I actually, if there was any surprise, um, you know, I thought I maybe might find more with the uh, recent recruiting battles. You yeah. know, I thought maybe I was sitting on a few more stories than. Um, you know, in terms of head-to-head, LSU beating Arkansas or whatever, it actually took me a little bit of effort to remember the last time that LSU just straight up, uh, you know, kind of beat Arkansas for a guy. Obviously, there is something to be said for Arkansas, and it's not negative now because it's a it's a positive for Arkansas. We always say it. They kind of get what LSU uh, kind of get their leftovers within mm-hmm. the state a little bit, and that's okay. Joe Fouché is a mighty fine SEC player, is he not? So he you, you'll take a lot of those. But Greg Brooks Jr. is another. I, yeah. That's right. That's right. We could probably don't want to disrespect anybody if we're leaving them out, but there's a bunch of them. And uh, Dwight McGlother is is one of the most recent guys I could think of in the 2020 class. It was mm-hmm. a four star corner that out of uh, Houston, Texas, down there. Mark Smith was all over this dude. And I remember thinking, um, you know, that Arkansas might actually have a shot here. And the longer it went, even after firing Chad Morris, the kid, the kid just kind of stuck around with Arkansas. He, he made an official visit up here and uh, actually listed Arkansas in his final five before he committed to the Tigers on uh, national, not national signing day. He did it at the all American bowl. So that was in, you know, January 5th, 7th, something like that. So Arkansas actually hung around quite a while with, with Dwight. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's some, I mean, like 15 players on Arkansas's roster that were offered by LSU and 29 by, um, on LSU's roster that are for Arkansas. So, obviously, you'd expect that. I mean, LSU is a bigger population state, so they're going to – you know, they've got 61 of their players from the state of Louisiana. Um, but that's that's just kind of natural. And, you, you know, you, you kind of say leftovers. And, you know, that's just that's – just, you have to be a great evaluator. There are going to be, like, on average, 15 to 20 four-star recruits at LSU, you know, in L- in Louisiana every single year. And they're not going to take all those guys. And so there are some fantastic players. This has been a while, but LSU per capita produced more NFL players than any state in the country. So there's a lot of talent there. And Arkansas, you know, has to make sure they do a good job uh, recruiting. And they, and they have. They, they brought in some good players, some guys that uh, have contributed. And when you get those guys who maybe were snubbed by LSU – they also play with a bit of a chip on their shoulder, and I thought that was a big reason that Arkansas went down there in 2015 and won that game because some guys from Louisiana had big games. That's right, and uh, you know, in, a, in similar fashion, I think LSU had kind of let go of the road a little bit coming off of coincidence, coincidentally, an Alabama loss, right? Which mm-hmm. you know, the 2015 crew that was a much better team in my opinion than than the LSU team right now, but. You know, there's some parallels there, buddy. I'm I'm not so sure LSU didn't give it all they had, and and spilled it all last week. It yeah. wouldn't shock me at all if if it sets up in a similar way for Arkansas this week. And it it's just one thing after another that we hear out of LSU nowadays. And yeah, they played a good, uh, really good game against Alabama. But they were coming off of a bye week. They don't get that this week. And uh, believe it or not, Arkansas can be a handful to deal with. You get that downhill running from uh, those three big guys in particular, it can make for a really long night for you. And I'm just not sold on LSU bouncing back and putting forth the same amount of effort that they did against Alabama. I'm just, I just don't see it. Uh, they will have to prove me wrong Saturday. They're good enough to do it. 
but I've got to see it to believe it. Yeah, I mean, like obviously you want to get to a bowl game on the service, but do you? I mean, how bad do you want yeah. to get to it, you know, with this with this situation that you're in currently? Um, but it does feel like a lot of things like that, Danny, are just kind of play in Arkansas's favor when you look at – you know, just the situation they've been at playing Alabama. Now, they've beaten Arkansas plenty of times after they played Alabama before. Sure. But, um, you know, it just feels like so many things point to Arkansas. Quarterback situation, that's a big one to look at. Um, the one thing that stands out, obviously, you know LSU is recruited well, so, you, you know, maybe they don't have the same level of experience top to bottom as Arkansas does. But um, it feels like – it. it just feels like – too many things point in Arkansas's favor in this one. What, what, how do you think it's going to play out? What, you got a score prediction? Uh, I'm not ready for a score, but uh, I'm leaning Arkansas right now. I can go ahead and, and lock in my winner. Um, I, I'm taking Arkansas. I haven't, you know, I, I mess with the numbers. I've got my own little, my own little system here, Trey. I know, so I know top, you do, Danny. Top secret stuff going on. <laughs> Danny is here. leading. Danny is leading the Hog Sports team as far as predictions and uh, nice of and you to say that. Line. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I like Arkansas in the game again. I just uh, I'm not I'm not sure LSU can do that two weeks in a row. I think they put all of their eggs into one basket last week. Which you hey, tip your cap to them, man. They didn't have to. Get, they could have gone out there and just gotten drubbed, you yeah. know. And they didn't do it. I thought they they fought for their coach, but here you are, four and five, coming off a loss, um, which really was your best effort of the year collectively, in my opinion. It's just hard to bounce back from that when you're you've got to turn around and face yet another really really physical football team. I'm, uh, like I said, they they've just got to prove it to me. All right, Big Dan West joining us. Appreciate Big Dan, yeah. Appreciate you, man. All right, buddy. We'll All right. see you. All right, everybody. Again, you can follow Danny at Danny West 247. He is the Hog Sports recruiting analyst and does so much more for us. Um, you know, you've heard some of his analytical breakdown and stuff like that. So, does a great job in all categories for us at hogsports.com. All right. Before we get over to your questions, actually, let's let's take a look real real quick at this. I just want to give a few numbers real quick. Max Johnson right now is 178 at 296 at 60%, 2,168 yards, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, a 142.14 efficiency rating. I mean, it's not horrid, but that doesn't always tell the whole story. I mean, those aren't awful numbers. Arkansas has made it through years with quarterbacks, you know, multiple years with that kind of efficiency rating. So, receiving, it's kind of everybody. I mean, there's not – it's, it's a by-committee approach. There's not anybody that just stands out. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price leads him in rushing with 81.2 yards per game, 143 rushes for 731 yards, 5.1 yards per carry. Tackles. The leading tackler in the SEC is Damone Clark, a senior linebacker with 108 tackles already. That's 12 per game. Bumper pool is second for Arkansas, by the way. But leading tackler in the SEC – B.J. Ojolari, the defensive end, uh, has six sacks this year. So that's actually ties with um, with uh, Arkansas, I believe. Trey Williams, yeah, they tie for fourth in the SEC right now. And interceptions, there's a bunch of guys with one right now. I don't think anybody has more than one interception for LSU right now. Major Burns, Eli Ricks, Dwight McLeather, and Jay Ward. I mean, some of these guys aren't even playing anymore. So, all right. Before we get to your questions, one more time, I want to remind you how to watch and listen Subscribe to the YouTube page. If you haven't subscribed, do it right now. Just take a moment and do it. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. We are almost at 11,000 subscribers. Way more people watch this video than are subscribed. 
So if you like the video, if you want to be alerted when it comes on, then, then subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also follow the Facebook page, which we always stream it live on Facebook. So follow the Facebook page and interact with the video. Share it with somebody you think might like it. Somebody you think, you know, there's somebody out there that's like, man, he would really like this. Just share it with him real quick. There's buttons all over the place to share it. Send him a link. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your five-star reviews. If you haven't left a five-star review and you like the show, then uh, then leave us a five-star review. Take a moment and do it. Leave a uh, leave a message there for uh, for other people to know what to, to think. If you don't like the show, if you're sitting here going, this is terrible, then don't bother. I get it. But if you do like it, take a moment. Not everybody's going to like us. There's some LSU fans watching right now that don't like what we've said. I get it. They probably chalk down a, a, the thumbs down on YouTube. We'll get a couple of those. That's fine. Not everybody's going to like it, but if you do, we'd love to have that review. Also, leave us a review on Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere else. Google Podcasts, uh, we're available on all those platforms. Okay, questions. Let's see what we got here. Uh, did I clear that off? Yep, okay. All right. Donnie A. Butt says, Woo Pig Suey. Billy Harper says, Go Hogs. Sam Kerr says, Favorite at LSU for the first time in my life, I believe. That's wild. Lisa Cup Hancock says, "What's going on with Nick Smith? I don't know why he. I, I think probably, to be honest with you, and you, and I would advise you to probably listen to Curtis Wilkerson when it comes to Razorback basketball. I love Razorback basketball. I'm going to watch every game, obviously, um, write stories about it and stuff. But Curtis is is the expert when it comes to that, and he is the guy on the ground when it comes to recruiting. I would just kind of guess that he probably had so much on his plate, he probably hadn't time to put something together. That would be my guess. I don't know though. Maybe he just wants to do it at a different time." Kristen Hildebrand says, I wish we were not favored. We need to keep that chip on our shoulder. Yeah, maybe not have the top 25, but that's just part of it. I mean, if you're going to have a successful program, you're going to be favored in games, you know. Jay Wilbank says, yeah, but they know the coach is leaving, so that hurts them. I think that I don't, I don't like lame duck coaches. I don't, I don't think that's and it's such a weird situation because he's not necessarily being let go just because of performance on the field, right? George Ulmer says, Trey, what former coach for us would you say Sam Pittman is most like? What former coach? I mean, there are ways where I think he's like Houston, but I don't know. I don't know if there's a guy that you could say he's just like this. I mean, when I look back at the, you know, the coaches that I've covered – I don't know if there's a guy like Sam Pittman. He's certainly not like Lou Holtz is before my time. He's certainly not like him. I wouldn't say he's he's like Ken Hatfield. Maybe in some ways, maybe he has attributes of Ken Hatfield. Um, not like Danny Ford. Houston Nutt in terms of like being the right – like in 98, Houston Nutt was the perfect fit hire for Arkansas. There was no other guy, I'm, I'm convinced, in 1998 that could have come in to Arkansas and did what Houston Nutt did that first year. And a lot of ways, Sam Pittman is like that. You know, just a great fit for the time that Arkansas is in. So, in that regard, I would probably say Houston. But, I mean, he's not Bobby Petrino. He's certainly not John L. He's not – I mean, who else? He's not Brett Bielema. There, there are aspects maybe where he's Brett Bielema, but I don't, I don't see – a lot of similarities between those two guys. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not Chad Morris. Jesus. Lisa Cup Handsock says, agree, Trey Biddy, it's more than a game. Fans have money invested in this game. I mean, like, if you go to a Razorback game, you're going to spend 
a grand, right? I mean, for all your family, for hotel and all that stuff, food, concessions, all that stuff. I mean, it's not cheap. And people do it because they are invested, not just because, hey, let's go have a good time, you know? I mean, that's part of it. You're going to go have a good time. You're going to tailgate and all that stuff. But, I mean, it matters to people. You go look at videos of people losing their, you know what, over any college football game. People care. It's not a, It's not just a game. It's, it's real. It's serious. People take pride in it. I don't have a problem. I mean, again, I'm not like – I don't think it's probably great for recruiting when a parent sees that, you know, their kid's being called an MFer. But it doesn't change the rest of the message. I thought that uh, Josh Pate on uh, the late kick had a great take on that. And it's just like, you know, losers, winners can spot losers. And there's some losers in Texas locker room. And there's some, I mean, there's a lot of guys I thought he I thought this is a great point too. There's a lot of guys on that roster that he feels like is not like what can I do for my team, but what can Texas do for me? Great points. If you don't watch the late kick with Josh Pate, you should. It's just great overall college football takes. And a lot of and a lot of stuff on Arkansas over, over this season. See, Kyle Chandler the first, I appreciate you. He says, Michael Gray, these are great. These are pretty good if you want. Just pretty good. I said great. I was just like assumed you were going to say great. You just said pretty good. It's pretty good. It's all right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate you sharing. Norman Hunt says cowbell hell. Ain't no slouch as far as the noise. Yeah, cowboy, uh, 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 cowbell, uh, yeah, I hate going to games at Mississippi State because I have to wear um, you know, those earplugs, I hate the way they feel, first of all. My dad used to, my dad was a sawmill guy, and I remember he used to have those earplugs laying all the way around. I always put them in my ears as a kid, and I hadn't done it until I went to Starkville. But you like, you can't hear anything else because you have to, you know, the cowbells. Shut them up early with 17-0 lead. Yeah, if you can jump out on them early, you can, you can quiet them. Absolutely. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the reputation is. George Olmos says, Trey, they say typical home field advantage worth three points. How many is Death Valley worth? I always say four points. That's kind of what I've always heard. Four points for home field advantage. So it's an eight-point swing either way. I would say it's a touchdown in Death Valley. I would say it's worth a touchdown for them. Maybe, I mean, sometimes even more. It just depends on, on how the game goes. But generally, I, I do. I really think that it is – I mean, it is a fantastic environment for college football. It really is. It's just just a little bit different. You know, it's, you know, as rowdy and crazy as some environments are, like Sanford Stadium – it's a little – I don't mean anything against Sanford Stadium, but it's a little more sterile. These Cajuns are crazy people. I mean, they're just they're just different. It's just a different breed of humans. They're just, they're just different. I don't know what it is about them, but there's something about that that area that's just uh, just a little wilder for some reason. I don't know. I mean, look at just the – I mean, like the drive-through daiquiris. They still do that? Can you get a, still get a drive-through daiquiri there? I mean, who else does that? The legal drinking age when I was a kid was 18. Legal. And I don't know anybody. I think maybe Pennsylvania did that for a while. Maybe one of the last ones. Daryl Henry says, Hogs will win. I like that, Daryl. Landon Montgomery says, why does the SEC hate the Hogs? 4, 11 a.m. games, night game in Baton Rouge, 2.30 CBS, Bama. Come on, man. I hear you. But they did get the 3 o'clock game against Mississippi State in Fayetteville, and that was important, especially for recruiting. 
Billy Harper says 31-24 Hogs. Yancey Long says, when's the last time we've been favored in Baton Rouge and won the game? I can't remember, to be honest. I mean, it might have been like back those years early when LSU was winning four games, you know. Paul Denton says, who they hire is who Jimmy Sexton tells them to hire. That is true in a lot of cases, Paul. Jimmy Sexton is a great agent, whether you like him or not. If I was in a situation like that, that's who I'd try to get to represent me. MP Rich says, we pick Suey. Andrew Douglas Eford says, do you think we need to try to get Trey Knox or tight ends in general involved into the offensive scheme? Yeah, I do, because really at a wide receiver, there's not a lot of guys that are just stepping up big time. I mean, Tyson Morris will be here or there, you know, here and there. He had a great catch last weekend in the clutch. Uh, but yeah, Trey Knox has shown he can get things done at tight end. So absolutely get involved in, you know, Hudson too, if he's healthy. I mean, Hudson played a lot when Knox was out, but I don't think we saw him, but maybe one catch, he had maybe one catch last weekend. Rubino Huerta says, will we see any blitz packages on Saturday to put more pressure on the quarterback? I think it's possible. I mean, LSU runs a different kind of offense. Um, so maybe it makes more sense to try to bring a little pressure, maybe four defensive linemen in this one. I could absolutely see that. John Sullivan says, hopefully the drop eight confuses and causes problems for their quarterbacks. We're unable to get pressure. I mean, you pressure a young quarterback, you blitz uh, an inexperienced one, or you, you blitz an inexperienced quarterback, you drop back against an experienced one. That's kind of always the, you know, just the base. That's not like absolutely do this, but that's kind of, you know. Elder Reginald Allen says, Trey, what's your score prediction? Right now I'm going like 28-27. I, I just feel like Arkansas has enough to get an edge. I know Death Valley matters. But I look at quarterback, I like Arkansas's quarterback situation better. I like Arkansas's, you know, more veteran team better. Um, you know, fewer guys that have been lost for a long period of time. I just think there's a lot that points to Arkansas. Um, you know, maybe a team that's more kind of building and rising versus a team that's, you know, ready to, you know, not tear it down. But a lot of change is coming on the horizon. So, but Arkansas hasn't won. I mean, they haven't won a true road game yet. They, they could have won Ole Miss. Dustin Newman says, what are your thoughts on how close the teams of the SEC West are this year in football, all within two games of each other? I mean, it's just brutal. I mean, it's just – it's the SEC West. I mean, Mississippi State's good. Ole Miss is good. LSU is not typical LSU, but they're still formidable. I mean, LSU is still – I mean, look what they almost did to Alabama. Alabama is, is Alabama. I'm Arkansas's, I mean, Arkansas is not a gimme win for anybody. They were for a while, but not anymore. Who am I leaving out? Texas A&M? I mean, Texas a and is playing pretty good right now. Auburn. I would, you know, and I, and I, it drives me a little crazy because, like, you look at the college football playoff poll. I want to find somebody in here who's played the schedule that Arkansas has played. There's not anybody, first of all. And I'm not taking anything away from UTSA. They've done a great job. Shout out to Jeff Trailer. But would I take UTSA against Arkansas head-to-head on a neutral site? Would I take Utah, San Diego State? I'm not sure if I would take Pitt, Purdue, Wisconsin, NC State. Like, I mean, just BYU, and we'll find out about against BYU next year, right? That's going to be a fun trip. That's at, at Protho. Protho? I would, I would really like Arkansas to face some of these teams that are ranked ahead of them on a neutral site and compare the resumes. People forget, I mean, like 
people were talking about it's basically impossible for Arkansas to get through this schedule, even if Arkansas is a good team. And here they are, six and three, bowl eligible. We'll find out. I mean, they've got to win Saturday to stay in this poll because at Tuscaloosa is going to be dramatically difficult. I'm not saying they cannot win. I'm just saying, like, the odds of them winning in Tuscaloosa are really, I mean, significant. So, things happen in football, but nobody's going to pick Arkansas to win this game, you know, other than fans and stuff. So, just saying it plays out like that. Arkansas wins this one. They can still remain in the top 25 with a loss to Alabama and then, you know, beat Missouri. But if they lose this one and then lose to Alabama, beating Missouri is not going to bounce them back in the top 25, okay? So if you want to stay in there, which it matters. It matters to recruits. I can I notice a huge difference in our traffic when Arkansas is ranked, like in new users. So it's not like Arkansas fans coming. It's, it's other people, you know, checking out Arkansas is 25th. You know, I'll click on Arkansas. I notice a difference every time when Arkansas dropped out of the top 25 and part of that's losses, but I'm talking about like new users who haven't visited the site before when Arkansas is ranked in the top 25, the new users go up and it's, it's people outside of Arkansas taking notice. So it matters. I love that Sam Pittman wants to be ranked and I get it. I mean, like a lot of coaches just say, yeah, it doesn't matter, but for this program, the state that it's been in, it matters. Seth Deerline says, what's the possibility of Arkansas going to the SEC championship? Zero. Daryl Greeno says, a couple more wins this year would be great, but I am satisfied with six wins. I mean, that's a really refreshing approach, Daryl, because most people are going to say, like, you know, preseason Arkansas six, seven, Vegas had them at five and seven. But when we're going game by game, all that's out the window, and Arkansas either is great or they suck game by game, no matter what you predicted early in the season, what you said you'd be ha- happy with or expect or satisfied or what would be progress in the right direction, game to game, they suck or they're great. But Daryl Greeno having some perspective. Jake Robbins says, hey, Trey, why is it Burks getting more touches? I would have liked to see him get more touches in the last game. I want to see him get more in this one. I mean, he still had, I mean, a decent production in the last game, had some rushing yards, had, some, you know – not quite 100 receiving yards, but I would like to see him get more. I think he will against LSU. Timothy Baca says, thank the heavens. He is not John L. Smith. <laughs> Smile. I was at that press conference. There are a few things that John L. Smith said. I, I can't even get on to them because, uh, you know, they're like your mind. I, I can't, I'm not even going there. Timothy David Long says, I take Razorback football personal. I, I don't think you're different than most Razorback fans. Landon Montgomery says, Trey, who's more likely to stay, Burks or Catalan? I think I would say Catalan, but I don't. I wouldn't be surprised at all if both of them are gone. I think I would, I would probably lean to say both of them will be gone after this year. But I still would say Burks if you're asking me to choose. MP Reese says, just a heads up, CBS 25 plus one has Hogs basketball at 10. Hog basketball's got some they've got to they've got to figure it out. They've got to gel a little bit. I feel like everybody's a little bit uncomfortable. The fact that Debo didn't take a shot in 34 minutes is insane to me. I mean, like nobody's played that many minutes at Arkansas. Probably ever. Hog Hog uh what is it? Uh, Hog stats. Hog stats had a breakdown on it and it was I think Stephen Hill in 2006 was the last guy to not take a shot in free throw or field goal. I think that was the the stat. And he only – it was like 24, 25 minutes that he played. And Devo played 34. 
Paul Denton says, I live in Louisiana and have a drive through daiquiri place right around the corner. They do take the straw. You got to take the straw. So that way it's closed beverage. And then you wait till you get home to drink that, right? They do tape the straw of the lid clear tape to keep you from drinking it till you get home because it's very difficult to get tape off. It's really hard to get tape off the straw. Marco Giles says Trey Knox is going to be the next Kyle Pitts. Let's get it. All right. Landon Montgomery says that two-point conversion was so huge this season. We beat Auburn coming off a win at Ole Miss so close. I mean, you know, it could have changed the whole momentum of everything, obviously. But, um, you know, if they just won that Ole Miss game, you're looking at 7-2 right now. Jason Norton says, do you think Woods being on the team this year would have resulted in any additional wins? I think absolutely it possibly could have. Absolutely it could have. I mean, they've kind of struggled a little bit with the number two receiver. Tyson Morris, again, as I said, has been there at times. But, you know, Mike Woods is a guy that could break away, you know, touchdowns. Difference-making type, you know, in a lot of ways. And Arkansas really hasn't hasn't found a guy to step into that role. Absolutely, he hurt the – he hurt the uh, – I'm just reading that Jake Robbins says, my wife thinks you're hot, Trey. <laughs> All right, Jake, thank you. Appreciate that. It's good to hear. Better than the other way. <laughs> Gary Mitchell says, hogs will win because they want it more. Hey, that matters. Jason Norder says, also known as Jake does. <laughs> Dustin Hoofman says, with his speed, do you think do you think that A.J. Green could be used as a slot player outside rusher like Felix Jones to Derek McFadden? I mean, I think you could do a lot with him just because he, he is, you know, elite in the speed category. And I think there will come a time for A.J. Green. I really do. I like I like going with Dominic Johnson. How little have we talked about Dominic Johnson? Isn't that nice? I mean, we've been wearing out Dominic Johnson just to get more playing time and finally did. We talked about that, but we – we just expect it now, which is great. So, Dominic Johnson, Rocket Sanders, A.J. Green. I don't know if I'd, I'd probably say A.J. Green, you'd have to say maybe fourth behind Traylon Smith because, um, you know, Traylon has so much experience. He, he he does a good job, especially on his early runs. Like, Traylon Smith early in the game seems to, seems to do well. So, I still think there's absolutely a role for him. And A.J. Green's time will come. It may not be just, you know, right now. But he's a guy with a lot of ability and tremendous speed. Stephen Tucker said, I heard Chuck Barrett lives in Florida. Is this correct? I believe that is correct. This kind of comes back and forth. Should we be worried about losing one of the backs with the depth? Says Edgar Jimenez. Edgar Jimenez. Um, yeah, I think it's it's possible. I mean, this day and age, it's easy to transfer. I'm not saying that will happen at all. I think it's probably pretty encouraging that um, – I think – I've read where Josh Oglesby – I had not gotten any kind of notification. I usually – somebody will shoot me an information that Josh Oglesby had entered the portal. So, I haven't confirmed that yet. But um, he is a running back, obviously, and hasn't, hasn't really contributed a lot. So, all right, everybody. We're going to wrap it up there. Big game. A big game in Baton Rouge Saturday. 6.30 p.m., Death Valley, SEC Network, Arkansas versus LSU, number 25, Arkansas. That's a big game. Arkansas has a chance to advance to seven wins right now. I've seen them projected in the Music City. I've seen them projected in the Outback. Improve your bowl standing. They can continue to do that. They get this one. Obviously, Tuscaloosa is going to be tough. 
I think that they're going to beat Missouri. I think most of you would agree with me on that. I think they should. They end that ridiculous losing streak that's five games to Missouri. It's so stupid. So, if they can do that, they can win on Saturday night. Eight regular season wins, a chance for nine in a bowl game. Who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? All right, everybody. I want to say thanks to Billy Embody from Go247, the publisher over there, for joining us, providing his insight. Of course, Danny West, as always, with his great recruiting insight and analysis on Razorback Sports. And thank you all to you for joining, making the show so popular. Thanks for your thumbs up on this video right now that you took a minute to do and for jumping over right after this to Apple Podcasts. Whether you're listening or watching or whatever, go to Apple Podcasts, throw us that five-star review, and subscribe to our channel there. We really appreciate that. All right, everybody. Thanks for your questions as well. Thanks to our subscribers. Thanks to our free users, but especially thanks for our subscribers. If you haven't signed up, it's $1 right now at HAWG Sports for your first month. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. We'll catch you on Saturday. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.